the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good afternoon. Happy Wednesday. Jimmy Sangenberger here with you once more. 3 to 4, 710 KNUS. All week from 3 until 4. Great to be with you. Thanks for being along for the ride today. Our telephone number, 303-696-1971. Of course, you can text in on the 710 KNUS app on your smartphone as well. Name and town, name and town. If you wish to text in, please. And, of course, a couple ways to email yours truly, 24-7-365. Log on to 710knus.com. Go to the Jimmy Sangenberger Show page. Of course, the program I host every Saturday morning from 6 to 9. And, of course, there's my website, jimmysangenberger.com. Remember, there's no A-I or U in Sangenberger. It's all E's all the time. Once you know that, Sangenberger is, say it with me now, easy. Geronimo on the other side of the glass, saying it with me. Good teamwork there. I'm proud of you for remembering this one, Geronimo. Good to be with you. As always, we should be joined in a little bit by John Fabricatori, who, of course, is the former field office director for ICE. And he has been down for the past couple of days, two or three days, at the border in Arizona, Lukeville, Arizona, where the influx of illegal immigrants, particularly those from Africa, has been staggering. At one point, there were 500 along the border, all men, almost all African from several different countries. We will talk with Fabricatori about that. He should be joining us as he's flying back home. Of course, he's also now running for the 6th Congressional District, taking on Jason Crow, who's got to go. And he's kind enough to take a little time today in his travels to join us on the program. And look, Fox News is really putting a pin on the immigration crisis point. Here in Lukeville, we are quite literally in the middle of nowhere, two and a half hours to the closest major city. Thousands are crossing here illegally every day, and the situation is completely unsustainable. We'll step out, give you a look at the scene here. This is a mass of hundreds upon hundreds of people who have crossed the border illegally and are camped out here at the border wall, waiting to be apprehended by Border Patrol. You'll quickly notice these are all single adult men. There is not a single woman or child in this group you're looking at. And these guys are coming in from all over the world, large amounts of African men from Senegal, from Guinea, from Mauritania, from Egypt, others from the Middle East, others from Asia. This is Border Patrol's Tucson, Arizona sector, which just had 17,500 illegal crossings last week alone. That is the highest weekly total ever recorded. 17,500 weekly crossings there just last week alone. That is staggering. What in the world is happening? Why isn't Congress, why isn't the Biden administration taking this seriously? Now, 
Biden would want you to think that he is taking it seriously. Holding Ukraine's funding hostage with their extreme partisan border policies. Let me be clear. We need real solutions. I support real solutions of the border. I put forward a comprehensive plan the first day I came into office. I made it clear that we need Congress to make changes to fix what is a broken immigration system. Ah, he wants to fix the broken immigration system. He is on top of it all. And we can hear it, too, from Alejandro Mayorkas, the head of the Department of Homeland Security. Just to name a couple of things in it, you know, restart construction on the border wall, increase the number of Border Patrol agents, limit asylum, narrow the president's parole powers. Why is that unpalatable to the administration? I would say two things. One, we've presented um, uh, proposals uh, that address the situation, that provide real practical solutions, and also uh, do not do violence to our fundamental values. We are a country of refuge. We do have asylum laws. We do have mm -hmm. refugee laws. We, um, we abide by our international obligations that are longstanding. And so that is my response to that. Some of the uh, proposals are, are reasonable and worthy of discussion. Okay. Others are frankly not. Oh, they've got solutions in mind. They just don't want to do violence to our fundamental values, whatever that means. And one more thing before we turn it over to our guest. The director of the FBI was asked point blank in congressional committee, I think today, maybe it was yesterday, about the threat of terrorists crossing the southern border. I am concerned that we are in an elevated threat environment, a heightened threat environment from foreign terrorist organizations um, for a whole host of reasons. Um, and obviously their ability to exploit uh, any port of entry, including our southwest border, is a source of concern. You know, we, there's a lot of discussion about numbers, and numbers are important, but let's not forget that it didn't take a big number of people on 9-11 to kill 3,000 people. So while numbers are important, numbers don't tell the whole story. And we have seen an increase uh, in so-called KSTs, known as suspected terrorists, attempting to, to cross, uh, you know, over the last five years. That is startling. Again, the FBI Director Christopher Wray. John Fabricatori is former ICE Field Office Director and U.S. M military veteran from the Air Force, and he's now running for the 6th Congressional District in Congress to take out Jason Crow, who's got to go. John Fabricatori returns 710 KNUS. Good afternoon, my friend. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me on the show, Jimmy. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you for making a little bit of time during your travels back home after being for a few days down in Lukeville, Arizona, Fox News down there covering Lukeville with this massive influx of illegal immigrants is really coming to a head. The border crisis down there just sort of top line, big picture. What were you seeing and what kinds of immigrants were we seeing illegally cross the border? Yeah, look, this is my second time down to Lukeville. So I was down there in September as well. And the situation has just gotten worse. So in September, uh, immediately upon entering uh, Oregon Pipe National Monument, we ran into a little over 100 
African migrants. This time around, this week, I've been down there a couple of days, and we ran into hundreds of African migrants. So, I mean, we're talking about Senegal, Mauritania, Sudan, Syria, just just loads of different people from across the world. You know, we're not talking about people from South America just coming up. You know, people are crossing the ocean in order to cross our border. And, uh, you know, we were just running into, you know, different people along the whole way. And, uh, you know, it's incredible because, look, this is a national park. It's a national monument. And the amount of trash that is in that area, the minute I got out of the vehicle, the smell of feces and urine just permeated the air and just took me back. And I've been in law enforcement for, you know, when I retired for almost 30 years. And uh, I've been to a lot of crime scenes that smell pretty bad. But getting to a spot where thousands of men have been sleeping each night and just defecating in the park it was it was incredible and uh you know just it, something needs to be done about it and this administration's really doing nothing uh, let's just put a pin on a point you had several hundred african migrants coming across the border and mostly if not almost entirely single men right absolutely so you know i saw maybe a dozen women the whole time i was down there there's mostly single men you know, military age, like, like like people say, just young men. And upon asking them, you know, why are you crossing the border? Why are you coming to America? They weren't talking about amnesty. They weren't talking about asylum. They were talking about economic reasons. They, they believe that the minute they got to America, they were going to be offered a job. And that's what they're being told by these smugglers, that if you get into America, you will find a job, you'll be given a house, and you will have all this economic opportunity. And that's really not the reality. I mean, we see what's happening in Denver. You know, these migrants are living under bridges. They've been sold a false bill of goods, and, you know, something needs to be done about it. Oh, without a doubt. We just played John Fabricatori, a clip that I know you shared as well on your uh, profile on X, the platform formerly known as Twitter, where Alejandro Mayorkas, the secretary of the Department of Homeland Security, was asked about Republican proposal to strengthen and rebuild the border wall, uh, increase the number of Border Patrol agents, limit asylum, narrow the power of the executive branch to parole illegal immigrants. And he basically said it was, quote, violence to our fundamental values with that kind of a mindset. What does that tell you? about what's happening within the administration that is supposed to be overseeing security at the southern border, yet it seems not just asleep at the wheel, but not even wanting to pay attention to what's happening on the road. Yeah, look, they are finally saying out loud what we know they've been saying behind closed doors. This is all about amnesty now, and I truly believe that. I believe that they are going to continue to say that the immigration system is broken, and it is not. The system's not broken. They're just not, uh, uh, you know, going through the law and actually, you know, looking at the Immigration Nationality Act and enforcing it. They're not enforcing the law. So they're going to say that it's broken, and they're going to say the only way we can repair this is for amnesty. They are lying to us. They are cheating us, and that is exactly what they are going to do. They are going to try to claim amnesty because they're going to say the system's broken. And I've been saying for a long time that Secretary Mayorkas should be impeached, and I truly believe that. And I believe that the Republicans that are currently in Congress need to do something about it, and they need to impeach him. 
John, I'm looking here at some news from across the pond. They have their own immigration crisis at their own border, and particularly at the British Channel. And this is coming in, people coming in, especially from Rwanda. And so, interestingly enough, there was breaking news in the last few hours that Britain's immigration minister, a guy by the name of Robert Jenrick, resigned today, saying that he opposed the government's published draft emergency legislation aimed at addressing a deportation of Rwandan migrants. And in particular, Mm. he said, and so this was basically a protest of weak policies, he said yesterday, According to Reuters, that people who arrived in the small boat in small boats that have been coming through were breaking into Britain. And it was profoundly wrong for people to be entering the country in that way. And he said to Sky News, quote, if you or I crossed an international border or literally broke into another country, we would expect to be treated very seriously. So here you have the immigration minister, a guy semi in the position of a Mayorkas saying this is too weak. This is absurd. We need strength, uh, stronger policies. I'm resigning. I'm out and not going to be a part of this. Meanwhile, Mayorkas carrying the water for the Biden administration and Republicans in Congress not going after him nearly hard enough. No, they're not. They need to do something now. This is open border policy. This is what this administration wants. It's what the left has wanted for years. And now they have a chance to actually get it into action, and they're going to try to do that. Mayorkas needs to be impeached. There's plenty to impeach him on. You know, they're they're trying to go through this five-point strategy, and it's just taking too much time, and, and our border is failing every day. The Border Patrol cannot keep up with the current situation that is down there. We are we are failing the men and women of the Border Patrol by allowing to happen, uh, you know, to allowing uh, to, to allow what's happening at the border to, to constantly occur. Like you said a little while ago, over 17,000 apprehensions were made last week in one area, in the Lukeville area, in the, in the Tucson sector. That That is, you know, when you go to work every day, and you go into there and you see that you have a thousand people that you have to process and it doesn't change day to day. Every day that you go into the office, there's a thousand people waiting there for you to process. The Border Patrol cannot keep up with this. And what we're seeing men and women quit the Border Patrol. They're leaving for other agencies. We're just weakening our border. And, and, and again, something needs to be done. A couple of final questions for you, John Fabricatori, and appreciate your time. Uh, number one. Why is it that you see these videos of the the illegal immigrants lined up at the at the fence line? Is it that they have they are doing that willingly, or are those considered uh, migrants who have been apprehended? What what's the deal with them? No, so you know a lot of people ask that question. It's a great question, Jimmy. So where you see those pictures? That's miles into the desert. So the cartel is cutting a hole through the fence about four to five miles from the port of entry and then putting those people through that hole into the desert five miles away from the port. And if you know anything about Lukeville, the port is there, but there's nothing for another 20 something miles. So you got 20 miles of desert after the port. So when they come through the hole, they are pretty much lost now in the desert. They have no idea where they are. So they go to this section of the fence that the Border Patrol calls the connector. It's where two roads meet there at the border. And they just stop there because NGOs have set up a water distribution point at that spot. There's a big tank filled with water that NGOs constantly come to 
and fill with water for the migrants that have entered illegally. <clears throat> so they know they can stop at that point and they actually wait for the border patrol to come out and then apprehend them. What you have to remember is every single one of those people you see in those pictures has entered the country illegally. So a lot of people say, well, they're claiming asylum. No, they haven't even claimed asylum yet. We have no idea what they're going to claim. They haven't been to a credible fear interview. They haven't seen an immigration uh, judge. All of those people at that point in those pictures and those videos are illegal aliens. They entered illegally through a cut hole in the fence. So then they wait for Border Patrol to come. Now, the Border Patrol in that sector has maybe 12 agents working on a shift. And they maybe have five vehicles, maybe four vans and a bus. So a bus holds about 45, the vans hold about 13, and it takes them about an hour round trip to get to the Ajo Border Patrol station where they process them. So they're using those buses and those vans and they can move 140 something people maybe in an hour. But the, but the cartel is constantly sending people through the gap. So the Border Patrol can never catch up so every time we see those pictures, there's 500 to 1,000 illegal aliens waiting for the Border Patrol. So some of these people are waiting one, two, three nights out there. Mexican citizens are actually lining up on the other side of the fence and selling burritos through the fence in order to feed these people. And they're charging wow. anywhere from 5 to $10 for a burrito. Um, I mean, the situation's just crazy. I mean, you get down there and you see it with your own eyes and you're like, what the what, what's going on here? Wow. You know, I, and, I worked for immigration for many years, and it, it's just unfathomable to me what I'm actually mm. seeing. Uh, John Fabricatori, I just want to put a pin on one point, because we're talking yeah. about apprehensions. Last week, 70,000-plus apprehensions in one week. Let's be clear that apprehensions are the number of illegal <clears throat> immigrants that are actually being apprehended versus the number that is coming through and including across the border. It's the same thing with drugs. You've made this point many times that it said, okay, well, we've got all the fentanyl that is being caught at the ports of entry. Okay, well, that's where it's getting caught, but that doesn't mean that it's nearly all the fentanyl that is coming through the border. Yes, it's just absolutely. that's where they're getting caught, either the people or the drugs versus the people or drugs that are coming in through other parts of the border that may be more open that you can get through a crack or what have you yeah yeah and let me just say one thing to your listeners okay when we say apprehensions that does not equate deportations so last year in fiscal year 2023 because the, the federal government ends their year in uh, uh, the beginning of october they only deported 11.9 percent of the people that they caught at the border. The rest were led into the interior of the United States. So only 11.9 were expeditiously removed at the border. Everyone else got let in. So when we say apprehensions, that does not mean deportation. So, you know, over 80 percent of those people were let into the United States. And we don't know a lot about them. There was a very minimal vetting done, and it may take a year or up to five years in some cities for them to actually see an immigration judge and a determination to be made whether they can be granted asylum or not. And they're still illegal aliens up to that point. The paperwork that we issue them says that they entered illegally on that paperwork. And until they actually have the asylum hearing, they are technically here illegally until they have the hearing. Mm. Deeply disturbing, and it's not getting better. It's only getting worse. John Fabricatore, 
Traveling back from Lukeville, Arizona, thanks for taking some time to inform us about the details and what's really happening at the border. We appreciate it. I appreciate you, Jimmy. Thank you very much. Thank you. Oh, and by the way, before I let you go, where can folks go to learn more about you and your campaign for the 6th Congressional District to take out Jason Crow who's got to go? Yeah, so I have an ultra-long last name. I'm kind of like you, right? So (laughs) they can go to – they can go to John Fabricatory for Congress, but if you can't spell my last name, you can also go to John Fab, J-O-H-N-F-A-B-B, the number four, and then Congress. That's the easier website address that I have. You can look there. You can see what I'm about. You can please donate. And, uh, yeah, you can follow me on X at John E underscore Fab and see a lot of the pictures I put up about the border. But I'm excited to run uh, in the 6th Congressional District. I'm excited to get into the trenches and, and, and battle Jason Crow and, and see if I can win this district and bring a little bit of normality back to our district. We will be checking in with you on my Saturday show next month. I think we'll get you on coming in studio. Thank you for your time. Excellent. Thank you, sir. Best of Thank luck. You. Once again, John Fabricatory taking some time today to join us coming back from Lukeville, Arizona. And it is just staggering. You see these images, you watch the video, it is beyond disheartening and disturbing. What are your thoughts? What are your reactions to what we just heard? 303-696-1971. We'll get to your calls if you want to join into the conversation next. You can also text in on the 710KNUS app on your smartphone. Name in town, name in town. If you wish to text in, please. Jimmy Sangenberger here with you. News Talk 710KNUS. I gotta love a little John Popper of Blues Traveler doing a rocking good cover of Christmas Blues as we continue. Best Christmas bumper music known to man, Jimmy Sangenberger here with you. News Talk 710 KNUS talking about the border crisis. And a listener texted me about a tweet that went up yesterday morning. So this tweet then would refer to Monday from the Chief of the U.S. Border Patrol, Jason Owens, yesterday, that would be Monday, in addition to 8,000-plus apprehensions, USBP had eight significant arrests, five warrants, two sex offenders, one gang member. Their crimes, murder, rape of a minor, sexual assault, possessing a kind of pornography you should never, ever possess— And bringing in and harboring aliens, two charges. That was eight people. That was, okay, a tiny fraction of the 8,000. What is that? A fraction of a percent? Nevertheless, that's staggering, that's stunning, and you can only imagine how many more in that regard, or terrorists, or what have you. Again, we heard the FBI director, Christopher Wray, in a clip we played a bit ago, saying you don't need large numbers for the terrorists. You can look at 9-11. Yeah, they were here legally, but it was just a handful. That's all you need. Deeply disturbing. 303-696-1971 is our telephone number. We've got... One line open if you want to join into the festivities. Let's go to Leo in Denver. Good afternoon, Leo. How are you? Hey, Jimmy. Good afternoon. Uh, I'm good. How are you? Can you hear me okay? I can hear you just fine. What's on your mind? 
agree. Jimmy, I'm an immigrant to this country. I came here 30 years ago the, the right way. Good for you. And um, this is just, I mean, this is what this administration is doing is insulting to everyone. I mean, especially immigrants who came here legally. But the issue I have um, is with the Republicans in the Congress. You know, we have, we control one chamber and we have the power of the purse. Why don't the, the, the Republican at holding the, you know, the, the, the floor and saying, hey, we are not passing any bill. I, nothing gets passed until we get the border secure, completely secure. And the same thing in, in the Senate, though we don't control the Senate, but we have a lot of, we have few senators that are in, in swing districts that can, you know, hey, let's, let's strike a deal with them. But I think the Republicans are not doing enough. They're not fighting mm. enough. You know, the Democrats, whenever, I remember when, when Trump was in office, every, literally anything, any tiny bit, even small things he does, that is, and they go out, you know, in public, crying, making it, you know, making a big deal out of it. And why don't we do that? Anyway, that's that's all I that's Well, all I Leo, your 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 passion is well taken, especially as someone who came here legally. By the way, may I ask which country you came from? Well, I came here from Turkey. I've been here and I came here honestly, I've never for the thirty two years I've been here, I've never, never I'm very patriotic. I am a I'm a I'm a mega conservative. I'm I'm a you know, I bleed red. I mean I'm I'm extreme but I never thought I'm extremely patriotic and never thought to leave this country. I love mm. I love this country until two years ago. Honestly, I, at, at this point, I don't want to be here. Mm. This is just they you know, they destroy this country. They destroy so this country. Well, and, and to your point about the immigration piece, the Republicans are at least right now tying funding for Ukraine, which is a top agenda item for the Biden administration. Let's set aside any views on whether the U.S. should be providing additional support or not. The Republicans are tying it to border funding to that Ukraine funding bill saying we're not going to give you a dime for Ukraine unless you give uh, the money that we need for the southern border. I don't know how that's going to shake out, but the Republicans certainly do need to to push on this using all the different methods that they can, because this is an absolute disaster. You are right on and very well expressed, Leo. Thank you so much for calling in. You're very welcome. You know, one last thing. Real we quick. don't need the money. For, all we need is to enforce the laws that, in, that are already in the well, book. Yeah, yes, you, Leo, yes, that's true. However, the money is needed for down at the southern border for the resources sure. for more agents and more uh, security technologies and, and so forth. Right. But, yeah, sure. you're, you're right, though, when it comes to so much of our immigration laws. That is absolutely the case. It's a matter of enforcement. Next, let's go to Nick in Denver. Nick, you're on with Jimmy Sangenberger. How's it going? Thanks for taking my call. What I don't understand is why don't the various states that are most directly impacted, like Texas, say, look, we are not going to send the federal government one dime of taxes collected because we're going to use that money to do your job. We're going to hire whatever we need to hire and use whatever materials we need to do to, to police that border. Well, and you're uh, not getting a dime Nick, from us, period. Nick, the states don't pay the federal government our tax money. We go and send it directly to the IRS. So 
it goes into the hands of the feds and the states aren't able to do that. But even so, your point about the states taking it into their own hands, to an extent they have, but it's a very expensive proposition. Now, I recognize this, that that Denver is a sanctuary city and now the chickens in many respects are coming home to roost with the 30,000 illegal immigrants that have come up here, been bussed up to Denver from Texas and other states like that. But Denver has spent $33 million on this, less than half the money, uh, half of it has been reimbursed from the state and from the federal government to the, the city and county of Denver. And so that's just an example of one area of the country, small one and, and not at the border, that is having to deal with this and pull out of their own local taxpayer dollars. And it's just an absolute mess. Well, let me ask you this. The IRS is part of the federal government. When you say we send our tax dollars to the IRS, that's part of the federal government. Yes, so, right. And so why can't, couldn't couldn't the states like Texas say, we're not sending you any money until because we get the border? It, 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 because it's not about the states. When you pay your income taxes, whether you are sending a check or or it is being pulled out of your account, that is all happening uh, in concert with the IRS. The state has nothing to do with that. But that's the IRS is part of the federal government. The federal exactly. government is not exactly. doing its job. Yes, I agree with you, but the state has no role in tax collection for the federal government. That's well. not happening. So uh, otherwise, if, if it were, first of all, that would be, I think, commandeering the states for the feds to say you have to do this. But also, um, you know, then you'd have a case for for them to do what you're saying. I think there are other ways that the states can exert influence over the feds that they should. But unfortunately, that wouldn't be one of them. But it's a it's an interesting point for you to raise, though, Nick. And I appreciate the call. 303-696-1971 is our telephone number. If you want to join in to the festivities, you can text in to the show on the 710 KNUS app on your smartphone. Hi, Jimmy. Joy from Brighton. How do we, by the way, thanks for the name in town. I appreciate it. How do we get the message to our representatives that we want something done with our border? Thank you. Log on to Google, search for your member of Congress. Or if you don't know, then do a Google search for your city and saying Congressman for Denver, which would be Diana DeGette, Congressman for Centennial, which would be Jason Crow, Congressman for Highlands Ranch, which would be Ken Buck, whoever it is, wherever it is, look it up, make a phone call, shoot an email, however you can get your message across to Congress. That's the key. That's how you do it yourself. And definitely make sure to make the calls if you feel so inclined. And you don't just have to call your own representative. You can also go neighboring ones as well. And then Brian in Denver texting in some uh, very disturbing but unsurprising images of tents going on in Denver and downtown and also homeless camped out across the street from Denver's FBI headquarters, he's saying, in Stapleton. His tent has been there for weeks. I know they're just doing cleanup near the radio station of a massive encampment and saw multiple police cars there, and they had all the people who were camping out with their carts and their stuff 
waiting to be transported to wherever they're going to go. But it's been there for weeks and just disgusting. It's it's a mess. It's that's the that's the right word. It is a mess. 303-696-1971 our telephone number. You're listening to Jimmy Sangenberger right here on News Talk 710 KNUS. We'll pick it up on the other side. Don't go anywhere. Grooving back with some funky Christmas blues from the great late Albert King, one of the three kings of the blues, singing about that Santa Claus uh, wants some loving as we continue. Give him some loving. Make sure to put out some delicious milk and cookies on Christmas Eve. Don't leave good old St. Nick hanging. Good to be with you. News Talk 710 KNUS. Jimmy Sangenberger here with you. The hour today is flying right on by yesterday. There was testimony before the United States Congress of leaders of major universities, including Harvard, MIT, and others, that were just, it's all about anti-Semitism on college campuses, and the attitudes of these people, the things that they are saying, the disinterest, the detachment is nothing short of shocking. This is a longer clip. It's a couple minutes long. We've got a few longer clips that I really want to share. Congresswoman Elise Stefanik of New York, I think she's the leader of the Republican caucus in the House, she grilled Harvard's president yesterday, and here's a taste of that. A Harvard student calling for the mass murder of African Americans is not protected free speech at Harvard, correct? Our commitment to it's free a yes speech. or no question. Is that corrected? Is that okay for students to call for the mass murder of African Americans at Harvard? Is that protected free speech? Our commitment to free speech. It's a yes extends. or no question. Let me ask you this: You are president of Harvard, so I assume you're familiar with the term intifada, correct? I've heard that term, yes. And you understand that the use of the term intifada in the context of the Israeli-Arab conflict is indeed a call for violent armed resistance against the state of Israel, including violence against civilians and the genocide of Jews. Are you aware of that? That type of hateful speech is personally abhorrent to me. And there have been multiple marches at Harvard with students chanting, quote, there is only one solution, intifada revolution, and, quote, globalize the intifada. Is that correct? I've heard that thoughtless, reckless, and hateful language on our campus, yes. So based upon your testimony, you understand that this call for intifada is to commit genocide against the Jewish people in Israel and globally, correct? I will say again, that type of hateful speech is personally abhorrent to me. Do you believe that type of hateful speech is contrary to Harvard's code of conduct, or is it allowed at Harvard? It is at odds with the values of Harvard. Can you but not say here that it is against the code of conduct at Harvard? We embrace a commitment to free expression, even of views that are objectionable, offensive, hateful. It's when that speech crosses into conduct 
that violates our policies against bullying, harassment, Does that speech not cross that barrier? Does that speech not call for the genocide of Jews and the elimination of Israel? Just the density of these people. And then you hear the accounts as expressed in a House press conference yesterday, House Republican press conference of students facing vicious anti-Semitism. Talia Khan is a student at MIT, and she bravely shared what she and peers at MIT have endured. An Israeli student whose identity and personal info was sold online for a bounty has not left his dorm room in weeks out of fear due to death threats. For my part, I was forced to leave my study group for my doctoral exams halfway through the semester because my group members told me that the people at the Nova Music Festival deserved to die because they were partying on stolen land. After a postdoc at MIT said that Jewish Israelis want to enslave the world in a global apartheid system, he falsely claimed that Israel harvests Palestinian organs and implied that the, quote, average Israeli is a Nazi. The DEI officer of his department replied by telling us that nothing he said was hate speech and that the organ harvesting conspiracy theory was, quote, confirmed. Day after day, the MIT administration has failed to enforce its own rules on anti-Semitic actors, such as the interfaith chaplain intimidating Jewish students, DEI staff publicly declaring that Israel has no right to exist, Faculty dismissing student concerns for their safety by telling them that if they are scared, they should just go back to Israel. CAA protesters blocking the hallways, storming the offices of the MIT Israel internship offices and harassing the staff and faculty there and inviting dangerous outsiders to campus to join them in yelling hateful and violent chants. This is the same climate of anti-Semitism that has led to massacres of Jews throughout the centuries. Wow. You listen to those words. And there's only one feeling I think that you can really get. Other than despair and anger. And that's astonishment. How completely and utterly astonishing is this. To see this happening to this level at college campuses in Colorado, by the way, we've seen some of this at the University of Colorado Boulder and, of course, MIT, University of Pennsylvania, And New York University. And the accounts just are heartbreaking. This idea, oh, those who were were at the Nova Music Festival deserve to die because they were, quote, partying on stolen land? First of all, it's not stolen land. That is an area of the world that was... Should we use the word settled by Jews thousands of years ago? But then also, how about those MIT students? How, how, where are they partying? Would that area be considered to 
in Massachusetts to be stolen land from, I don't know, you think Plymouth? You think Massachusetts was occupied by Native Americans beforehand and and that those college kids are partying on stolen land themselves? Do they deserve to die? No. Just disgusting. Last night was powerful at the CCU for Israel event. They raised a lot of money with up to $500,000 match. I'm looking here. The total for online donations from the event was over $26,000. And then there were a number of high-dollar checks that were donated as well, so double it. And the accounts were powerful. United Hatzalah is an organization that provides EMT services within three minutes. It's like Uber. They're called in within three minutes. And on October 7th, they ran into the fray while others were fleeing it. And they saw what was done to the babies and everybody else. Disgusting. And they had to witness it and they had to come and help. Stephen Littleton saying sad parallels to 1930s Germany. Absolutely. George in Westminster. Let me see now. How many different ways can I avoid answering a yes or no question with yes or no? That is in reference to the president of Harvard University, Claudine Gay, and her non-answers to that grilling by Elise Stefanik. Talk about ridiculous. Talk about ridiculous. Boy, the, the the time has just flown by. I've got 30 seconds. Steve in Denver, if you can be quick, go for it, brother. Okay, I'm 72, and they, I'm shocked that any conservative is shocked at the behavior of the left. I was in college in 1970 and 71, and then I went back in 83 and 84. I've worked in um, industries that are pretty leftist, and they will say anything. I mean... I tell you what, I am absolutely for abortion, but I do know it's killing. Oh. And well, they tried it, to convince me of that for a long time. Well, Steve, and, let me let me jump in because I got to run, but let me just say this. Okay. For my part, I'm shocked, but I'm not surprised. There is a difference between the two of those things, and I just want to make that clear. We got to run. I appreciate the closing call as we... Call it a show. I'll be back in tomorrow afternoon from 3 until 4, Friday as well. And, of course, Saturday morning, tune in to the Jimmy Sangenberger Show from 6 to 9 here on News Talk 710 KNUS. We will keep the conversation going tomorrow afternoon. Enjoy this nice warm weather while it lasts and hope that we will have a white Christmas less than a month or less than 20 days from now. I'm Jimmy Sangenberger. Have a great evening. God bless America. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.